Today, we're going to hear from Helium 10's social media manager, Cassandra, who's going to give us some great tips on how to use Instagram. Her experience, she's worked on blockbuster movies like Aquaman. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we have a special in-house guest who walked all the way from her desk over here. Unlike, you know, some people who fly out here to come film on the podcast, she, she took the the long walk across our hall. We have Cassandra Craven, our social media manager here at Helium 10. Cassandra, how's it going? Good. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. So Cassandra, one thing I just learned about you, I want to say maybe two or three weeks ago, is that before your gainful employment here at Helium 10, you worked on some pretty cool projects in social media. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So I got my start in social media, working for the daytime courtroom dramas, paternity court, divorce court, and Judge Alex. Um, That's where I kind of got my start. There was really no social media behind any of these shows. It was catering to an older audience. And I really came in and revamped them and made them more engaging and more organic and really gave audiences a behind the scenes look. And from there, I went over to IMAX Studios and I worked on two of 2018's top movies for uh, Aquaman and Venom. Venom is Marvel? Yes. Or, so you did one DC and one Marvel? Correct. What's your, who's your preference? Aquaman. Aquaman, okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I, Jason Momoa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, that was a stupid question. As soon as I ask it, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I think I know which one she's going to go for here. Now, what were some of your responsibilities on the, um, I'm not too interested. I don't even know who's judge Alex, but, uh, I'm interested too in, in, in Aquaman. So like, wh- what did you do for Aquaman? Like, did you curate the content that they would put on Instagram or Facebook or what, what did you do there? Correct. So all the other studios will send IMAX studios, the content trailers, photos, videos, et cetera. And then we are supposed to make that content curated for IMAX studios. And when we worked for IMAX, there was always three RTBs, which are reasons to believe that we had to hit. And one was visual immersion and sound, because obviously you're watching it on a big screen and it's a really immersive experience. So each of the content that we created had to hit those marks in order to go out and get approved. And then from there, not only did I create everything that went on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but the really cool part was I got to attend the premieres and do the live Instagram stories from the red carpet, Jason Momoa, Nicole Kidman, uh, who was the hot chick from who dated uh, Johnny Depp? What's her name? Amber Heard. So she was on there too. They I all that she was there. She was, she was the, uh, yeah, I remember her. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was gorgeous. So we got to, and we got to do cool social content with them. Uh, they gave me the Hawaiian hello wave. So it was very cool. Got some good boomerangs. Now, when you're working on like, I don't know what I would call it, an account or a company, you know, that size, like what are, what are some of like the rules of thumb? Like, okay. So when did you guys start promoting the movie on social media? And then did you have like a cadence where it's like, okay, we're, we're doing three organic posts a day. We're doing seven stories a day. We're, I mean, like, how did that work out? 
Each one was different depending on the level of the movie. So especially with Aquaman, something that was really cool with IMAX studios is they actually used IMAX cameras to shoot it. So we were integral into playing a role within the movie as opposed to just promoting it to be released in the uh, theaters. So for that one, we did a lot more work and we started promoting it about a month and a half, a month out. And it starts with a slow trickle. You kind of start getting some prepped, you know, anticipation. Um, It's coming release dates and, you know, what sneak peeks that people can anticipate. And then as it revs up to the premiere and the release date, you start to go really hard on promoting organic content, um, behind the scenes stuff, uh, Q&A's with the director, um, talks with interviews with Jason Moa, Amber Heard. So kind of get that inside sneak peek. And then a lot of times they would have uh, some pop up experiences and screenings also at IMAX Studios. So we would get the fans reactions for like their first uh, visuals and what they thought when they saw it first. Okay. Now, one thing I wanted to ask, I've always wanted to ask this to an Instagram person. And, you know, I'm not sure you you can tell me if you did it for for the movies or, or I don't think I don't know if you've done it here at Helium 10. But what I see sometimes in Instagram is where somebody does like. I don't know how it is. It's like nine pictures and they're all like a puzzle. And then, so then like, if you look at it, like it makes a whole big picture, you know, you know what I'm talking about? We like, did it. Okay. So you is that it, suggested, is that suggested? Like, is that good Instagram? Cause like in my mind, I'm like, well, wait a minute, how is that even going to work? Because that means like anytime you just do a single Instagram picture, like everything's going to be all off now below. Right. Correct. So First of all, you got to make it's more about awareness and promotion. It's to get people's attention more than putting each piece of content together. Whereas on a normal day, each individual photo, each individual video that's posted has a purpose, has a significant representation for social media and what we're promoting. But this is encompassing as a whole. So what you want to do is get the thumb stoppers. So you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and you see one chunk of a corner to Mm, this puzzle mm -hmm. piece. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? So you kind of start to see it come together. You want people checking back. You want to see what they're promoting and what the big picture is to this puzzle. So we actually did it for our Instagram page when we were rebranding back in May. So we had a whole, our creative team. Helium 10, we're talking about. Helium 10, correct. Helium 10. We rebranded our Instagram page. We had everything, colors, uh, fonts, everything was curated, cohesive. So it all told one symmetrical story, if you will. And it was actually a mosaic of memories from Helium 10 the year before. And then everything that we were looking forward to. All right. I'm going to give you a little uh, tip here for social media to make this a little more interesting. So, yeah, no one wants to see someone's thumb or a piece of their cheek or something in their feet. But what makes it cool is if you make it a carousel, they can scroll through and see a video that's coming, a sneak peek, a social media teaser, if you will. Uh, more candid photos that represent that image so that they keep kind of coming back for a little more, like you're trickling out the mm-hmm. tidbits. So you want to make it interesting and engaging. So if you do one of those, is it, is it nine images? That, nine, like, yes. Okay. So if you do one of those, is that, is that like a temporary thing? And then you delete them all, like maybe after a week or something so that it doesn't look all weird whenever you upload individual. I've pictures. seen people do that. And that was actually one of my concerns with doing it. So I worked with our creative team really closely to make sure that even when we started posting and it went off a little bit, the story still made sense. So after every three posts, it comes back together and is a complete puzzle. But even as it's a little misshapen, you still see the story and what's going on. So it okay. doesn't look bad, but I have seen people go off the cuff. Um, Jaden Smith, he has a bunch of those all over his Instagram and yeah, if you do one extra post, it's just totally thrown off and no one knows what you're promoting or what you're talking about. So 
I try not to use any words with them, no dates, anything that would get scrambled or jumbled because that just visually won't look good and no one's going to know what you're talking about. But keeping it just purely visual photos, that's the way to go. Okay. So, I mean, we're talking about, you know, movies and helium 10 and stuff, but, but guys, if you're listening out there and you're an e-commerce seller, whether it's on Amazon, if you have a brand Instagram, the hope you guys are taking notes because these, these things are very applicable. What, what are some other, we'll, we'll just stick with Instagram for now. What are some other kind of best strategies? I guess you could say like, should you have a bot automatically responding to DM so, so that it's really fast or should it all be organic or, or should you always schedule your posts so that it goes to like the high traffic times of the day and this and that give us some, some best strategies, Cassandra's best strategies. That's a CBS. Ooh, I like that. CBS. CBS, Cassandra's best strategies for, for Instagram brand owners. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, I believe in being 100% organic, um, posting yourself, doing things in real time. But I do understand that Amazon sellers are busy people. And that's where chatbots come into play and scheduling posts, which I do recommend, but you want to continue to keep an eye on it. You don't want to just schedule out a hundred posts for the month and then let it ride. You don't know what's going on with the world. You don't know what time is time sensitive or there could be a shift in trends. You just don't want to have a bunch of stuff going out that may be outdated or off topic um, and not to go and go left into a morbid situation here, but you never know about uh, personal tragedies in the U S or something. And you don't want to be posting about like best burger ever, or, you know, check out my cozy socks when maybe a nation is in turmoil. You Mm -hmm. don't want to be off topic. Um, so definitely scheduling is great. It's a good time saver, but definitely keep an eye on it and make sure that if you have something going out that may be off trend, you're quick to get in there and delete it and maybe repost with something more sensitive to the nature that's going on. Um, in terms of chatbots, again, same thing. It's great to get in there make sure that your audience is feeling that you're connected to them. You're responding in a timely manner. They're not ignored. But if you can get in there and talk with them like you would almost like a friend, you want to talk to them like you're a real person. No one wants to hear. Hi, so-and-so. Thank you for commenting. We will get back to you. No one wants to hear a robot. They want to hear. Thanks for letting us know we're working on this or we're away at this convention yada, yada, yada. They want to hear a real connection. So definitely use chatbots, scheduling in moderation, but keep it as organic as possible. Now you've grown our Instagram following by a bit. Now, obviously we're not buying followers here. Never. Um, so how, how do you do that? Like what, what are the organic ways that people can grow their Instagram? I mean, is it trying to follow people who you think might be interested so that you're hoping that they follow back? Is it you know, trying to use as many hashtags as possible or what was your strategy here at Helium 10? I think there was a lot of untapped resources here at Helium 10. So there were a lot of opportunities. So I first started by looking at the e-com space, Amazon sellers, uh, e-com bloggers, anyone selling on Etsy, FBA sellers, and seeing what they're talking about. And a lot of people are into making money, making cash, making a livelihood. A lot of Jeff Bezos quotes, um, inspirational, motivational, things like that. So I did my research. That's the first thing you got to do. What are people talking about? Because you want to be relevant. If you're not relevant, they're not going to hang around. So we started off with a lot of powerful quotes, motivating people to do their best selling and uh, get their selling journey going, if you will. And then I really tapped into more engaging content in terms of polls and voting. So people had something they can communicate with us about. 
it's not just some faceless brand out there pushing content on them. It's, we want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. Um, one of my favorite categories that we started launching that Bradley, you've been very much a part of is helium 10 worldwide. I think that got everyone very engaged. It's kind of a 360 campaign, if you will, because if you attend one of our events, you have a helium 10 shirt travel. We have so many people worldwide. If you take a picture in a landmark or what's going on and it comes back and we connect you with, it being displayed on our social media channels and promoting you as well. So I think things like that, that kind of do a push pull back and forth. That was really integral in growing our social media feeds, especially on Instagram. And I think one thing that helped grow us as, as well is, you know, we have a lot of influencers who come here to the office and we do some fun things with them and, oh, yeah. and, you know, we'll tag them and, and we'll do fun posts and then the, all their audience, you know, they'll comment, uh, like. Yeah, comment, like all that stuff. And then, you know, we get a lot of their followers now. We have that advantage because, you know, we have so many people who want to come to our office, but you know, like uh, let's say I'm Joe brand owner from Timbuktu, Wisconsin. I don't know if there's okay. a such thing, but, uh, Sheboygan, Sheboygan. Wisconsin. Uh, right. And like, you know, I, I don't have influencers coming, but I still want to connect to influencers because that's definitely a way to grow my, my brand and to get my awareness out there. So how can somebody remotely do what we have been able to do kind of in person? Correct. Okay. So I think influencer marketing is kind of fickle and I don't think there's one way to do it. I don't think it's a blanketed approach. Again, this goes back to doing your research. There are websites and things like that, that you can find people and you can see their prices to go and have them market your product and post on your social media account. I personally don't believe in that. I think you need to do an organic approach to it. Reach out to people. Look for like, if you're selling baby products, look out, look for mommy bloggers on Instagram look through the hashtags, find people that you would want promoting your product and then reach out to them, slide in those DMS and you say, Hey, I've got a product. I'd like you to promote it. What's your range? What's your price range? What can we work out? A lot of times I've found that people, again, it goes back to that personal connection. Yes. They're going to want a fee of course, but maybe you can swap it for a blog piece or you can promote them as well. There's something you can work out maybe that's non-monetary that you can do in terms of posting on social media as well. Um, so that's the way I would go about it is just really look for people on social media via hashtags, even geotags. If you're in Timbuktu, Wisconsin, look for that geotag. And maybe there's someone in your area that wants to get started. High school. How, how do you how do you find uh, ge tag. Geo, geotag? Yeah. So it's at the top. It's when you go to tag your location and then it's right at the top of the photo. It's right under the uh, username. So you can go and click on that. And then it shows it populates all the photos, the top posts and the most recent of people who get the most engagement slash what they just posted recently. So you can go and find a high school, a college kid that maybe wants to start blog blogging in uh, Timbuktu, Wisconsin and get them. Well, well I don't we're know. We need to baby. geotag Timbuktu, Wisconsin for if we have a <laughs> podcast uh, Instagram post, we're going to we're going to geotag Timbuktu. Timbuktu. I like that. I like that. But if you're promoting something cosmetics, maybe there's a girl who wants to start doing that and you can find someone local to you. You buy them coffee. You talk it over. How can we cross promote each other? So there's a lot of different approaches to it. Don't just think oh gosh, you know, I don't want to use one of these services or how do I meet people? It's really kind of a grassroots approach. For, for people who, who have brands, you know, I'm not sure if it's, it would be the same as like, you know, we're a SaaS company, obviously, but you know, I, I hear of different things like on Facebook where it's like, okay, it's, I forgot what it's called, like value, value, ask or value, value, sell or, or something okay. like that, where like what, you know, somebody, somebody who wants to, their, their end goal is they're trying to make money. You know, yeah. they want to build a brand. Now, now they're not going to just 
make their Instagram feed be, you know, like a Craigslist post where it's just nothing but sales. But how does somebody find that balance where it's like, okay, yeah, I need to put an inspirational quote, but you know, after X many, Hey, you know what? It's okay to, to do a CTA to, to get somebody to visit my.com or to visit my Amazon store. What, what, is there a set number that's kind of a rule of thumb or, or how does somebody know what's the balance to have? I think it goes back to when you mentioned cadence and posting time. So I would first establish how much you want to post a day, a week, a month. I would never post more than three times a day personally. Um, and for a brand, especially cause you don't want to inundate people and it really messes up the algorithm. So pick how much you want to post on a weekly basis and a monthly basis. Then from there, choose your content streams. Are you going to have X amount of inspirational quotes X amount of influencer content, X amount of promotional content. And you want to mix it in because when people come to your feed, you don't want them to just see three top rows of go to my website, go to my website, go to my website, because they're going to tune out. They're just, you're pushing a product. No one, I mean, I'm not going to say no one, maybe someone they're there to buy that. And that's very helpful to them. But in terms of long-term loyalty to your brand, no one's going to want to see that. So you want to be really engaging Um, do a mix of posts and try to, you know, again, slide in those promotional values into motivational quotes, content streams, influencer content so that you're getting both. I don't even know this, but do we use IGTV at Helium 10? Yes. So like, how do you know, okay, Hey, this I'm going to do on a regular post. This I'm going to do on the story. This I'm going to use IGTV. Like, how do you know which medium you should use within Instagram? Well, Bradley, you're the star of our IGTV. So I didn't know that. <laughs> rolled out um, your SellerCon video on IGTV. Okay. So the reason we chose to do that is because it's long form content and it enticed people to keep watching more. So that's kind of our rule of thumb for choosing content that we put on IGTV versus just a snippet in feed or on stories or so what's the limit, like the time limit on IG? Uh, God. I mean, cause like my, 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 <laughs> I didn't even know that was on there, but my, the seller con thing was like more than 20 minutes. So. We cut it down though. So oh, okay, okay. yeah, you get more time. So it's over 10 minutes. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to fact check that though. So, mental <laughs> note, mental note. Okay. No worries. So, um, yes. Cause you only have 60 seconds in feed and what you want to do is cut it right at the 60 second point to where it keeps the user hanging on almost like a TBD, like to be continued, like part two from back in the day. So you want to say something super pivotal, like, and this is what you need to, would you like to keep watching? And then you go over to IG. So the original is in a post or it's in a story. Both. Okay. Oh, not a story. Excuse me. In feed. In feed. And then it goes to IGTV. Okay. So it's going to come up in your feed. You post to the IGTV area, if you will, within your app. And then it goes, you have the option to put it in feed or just on IGTV, but you want to put it in feed. So people are watching it and it goes to all of your audiences and then they're enticed to keep watching during those pivotal moments. So you gave six seller con hacks. So that was a really great way to roll it out and get people to watch more. And then the IGTV lives forever. Yes. Okay. That's it. So the, the IGTV and the regular in feed post kind of live until you delete it. And then it's the stories, which is 24 hours and the, the lives exactly. that last exactly. also 24, 24 Correct. hours. Do you suggest going back to influencer marketing? I, I don't think we've done it really much at all, but you know, some people have success to this. Do you suggest that people do the, what do you call it? Instagram takeovers? Like let, let somebody go on. And then if so, like, how does that even work? Does that mean that you're giving them your password and everything and they can, they just take over your account or 
Definitely don't never do that. Okay. Never, <laughs> never just give out your passwords to some random influencer. Um, yeah. I mean, Amazon is big on this. They had Taylor Swift do a takeover. Um, a lot of big brands do it, especially fashion brands. They have fashion bloggers take over. Um, what you want to do, it should all be, oh, Bradley, I don't want to give out the secrets here, <laughs> but it should appear live, but be curated content so that everyone mm. knows, especially with big brands. Um, you don't want any surprises. You don't want anyone saying anything that you don't want them to say about promotions or they give the wrong discount codes or something like that. So you want to do pre-recorded content, but you can also have a live component in which again, it's heavily curated so that you know what everyone's saying. You may want to script, you may want to plan and rehearse. Um, I mean, it's not going to be totally, it's going to give the live realness because people are gonna be asking questions. They're going to join your live videos, things like that. But you want to make sure that all parties are fully aware of what they should and should not be saying. Um, and you would be uploading the content. So if an influencer is doing a takeover, they record it, you know, Hey guys, it's me here da, 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 for helium 10. And then they would send us video and we would put it in feed. Ah, okay. Yes. I, I always wondered about that because every time I see that, it always seems like, I was like, man, they just like straight gave the password to this no. DJ or something. And Don't they're just it. like all over billboards, <laughs> you know, but so, so what they're doing is they're recording on their own phone and then yeah. they just send the file and then the other person, uh, exactly. Ah, okay. I just exactly. learned something new there. You can also do like Twitter Q and A's. And a lot of times people do that. Like when we have influencers in house, someone could just simply look at our logged in computer and start doing Q and A's on Twitter, but I would never let them leave with passwords and login credentials. Okay. I don't, that's never a good idea. Don't share those. All right. Let's get off of Instagram a little okay. bit. Now I know here at helium 10 for now, like we're, we're not doing anything on TikTok, but that's like all the rage now. We so you have a TikTok oh, now. Helium 10 has a TikTok. Yes. We haven't posted. Oh my goodness. At all helium right. 10 software. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. <laughs> we're going to have some like, but that, that, that's another thing. Like I always thought it was just all lip syncing, but it's not about lip syncing, you know, completely. So, but I think we could have some fun here at, at the office. Are you going to give us some content? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do some TikTok? Zumba or something. But anyways. Okay, perfect. More serious. This is this is not the comedy sellers podcast, <laughs> the serious sellers podcast. So I, I got I to be kind of sim somewhat serious. But how can somebody seriously use TikTok now? Before, I think the general idea like a year ago or six months was, ah, this is just for like teenage kids. And like I said, like lip syncing or whatever. It's like, okay, how can you monetize that? But um, not, not speaking about helium 10, but just in general, like somebody has a, a brand an up and coming brand, maybe it is geared towards teenagers, towards 20 somethings, towards 30 somethings, whatever. How does one leverage TikTok? Like, how is it different than Instagram and, and Snapchat? How, how can somebody make money off of that platform? In other words, so I think of, I hope I'm not aging myself here, but I think of TikTok as vine. It's the new vine. I know it replaced musically. Um, but there's, it's kind of that earworm. So it's something that you're going to listen to repetitively and it's going to kind of get stuck in your head and it goes viral really quick. So again, this goes back to looking through the hashtags, looking through the top, uh, TikTokers, if you will, for your niche audience. And then you could also send them products. This could be a great product placement opportunity. So if you sell shirts, sells, you know, give some shirts away to some big TikToker that's gonna record a video singing, dancing, maybe doing. Zumba. We don't know. Mm -hmm. And then have them wear your product. Um, and this is also a really good opportunity. Something that's really big on TikTok, which was also big on Vine is challenges. So if you curate some sort of challenge or participate in a challenge using your brand name or your likeness, however you want to promote yourself, 
that's a really good way to get into a trending hashtag. And people are going to be searching through that for hours. Again, it's all about the scroll. The challenge um, is like, you're talking about like, okay, let, let's dump the ice on everybody. Yeah, like so now I challenge, challenge you to do, oh, okay. Okay. So. Yeah. Or um, the bottle cap challenge that went really big on. Oh, uh, were you TikTok. like kick it and then, or, or, or punch it or something. And then it spins yeah, off. Exactly. Was that so, real? I can't imagine how that's real. I don't, I feel like you have to be trying people. that like 30 times in a row for that to actually They didn't happen. believe that's uh, crazy. Mariah Carey. She went and did the like, oh, and then like it spin oh off God. supposedly. Okay, that's just ridiculous. So, but again, everyone's talking about it. And if yeah. you participate in those challenges, they're going to go on TikTok. They're going to look for Mariah Carey. But while they're looking in hashtag bottle cap challenge, they're also going to find your brand and product. So leverage those big names, leverage those contests and trending hashtags. Cool. All right. Now, You've brought a lot to the company, obviously, from, you know, your background and what, what are some things that you've learned here? Because you did not come from an Amazon background, no. you know, at all you came from the entertainment industry, social media industry. Like what is some, you know, from somebody like yourself who didn't come from that background, like what are some of the, like, oh my OMG things that since you've been not just necessarily a healing tent, but just like in the e-commerce or Amazon space that are just like shock that were like eye openers to you or, or shocking. Like what, what are some of your best takeaways? Okay. So something in my line of work is everyone is very TMI. You know, they're sharing everything. They're oversharing every part of their, you know, they're having breakfast, they're Instagramming it. Okay. For, for a second there, I thought you were talking about your coworkers here. Like, yeah, all my coworkers well, here at Helium 10 are all TMI. I'm like, oh, excuse some, me. Speak for yourself. Sometimes. <laughs> true, sometimes. True. All right. So you're talking but about like the social, in the, the social, social media. Sphere. Okay. Yes. So the social sphere is very oversharing. People are sharing every aspect of their life and who they're dating and family, everything. And Amazon sellers are very secretive. Oh yeah. So that has been a huge challenge um, for myself is that people don't want to share, um, you know, something I, I, realize you're not supposed to say what product do you sell mm -hmm. when you're introducing yourself. It's kind of like, what, what category are you in? You know, some people don't even want to do, they don't even <laughs> do, want to do that. Do yeah. that. <laughs> so it does pose a challenge in terms of testimonials or mm. people sharing their experiences. They're also just kind of a different uh, breed of people. They're more in the e-commerce space, money figures. I'm here for a business versus like, look at me. I want to be famous. And they, that's not necessarily what they're after. There's some of them. And I think that's awesome. But nine out of 10 times, they're just kind of like, no, I'm running my business. Leave me alone. Um, so that has posed a challenge. But I think finding we found some really good people who tote the line on both. And finding those gems has been really great for us to leverage, especially with Freedom Ticket. Um, we have some other big things coming up. So getting that feedback from influencers or users that are more aspirational in their uh, willingness to be on social media mm -hmm. and they're less camera shy those can really be, be good gems, but yeah, mo most of the time people are pretty secretive. Yeah. I, I think that's a, well, when I first came into the industry, that was, that was a big thing too. Cause I, I, I came and started working for an Amazon company and they weren't like secretive at all. And then when I started going to conferences and stuff and everybody's like, all right, you want, you want to talk to me? You got to sign seven NDAs and stuff yeah. like, my goodness gracious, what's going on here? Or even what did you do? A billion dollar summit. You can't even record that. Yeah. Can't record anything, a billion dollar summit. And and yeah, I can imagine that's a, that's a, that's a, that would have been a culture kind of semi-culture shock from the thought of going from. to an event and not being able to Instagram yep. like crazy. You that, know that, what would, I mean? that would make somebody like you go crazy. Like, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm not even going to go. What am I going to do here? <laughs> <laughs> Put your phones away. Yes. All right. Now we've had a great successful 2019. 
Other than TikTok, as it sounds like, what can people be looking forward to of how you're going to be expanding Helium 10 via social media in 2020? Okay. So we have some big projects coming up that I know you're fully aware of. Mm -hmm. So that content will be very exciting and very engaging. The other thing, this is courtesy of Forbes. The other thing that's leveraged to be or predicted to be big in 2020 is location generated content. So really zeroing in on where people are based. Um, It's very relatable. And so Forbes is predicting that's a huge component for 2020. And people are going to want to see more things um, in landmarks, kind of going into what we're talking about with uh, Helium 10 Worldwide, but really tapping into people's location-based content, whether that means reporting live or Instagramming live from events or just getting people to send in questions and Q&As from their hometown. So that's a big one that's predicted for 2020. How, how are we going to leverage that or, or I, your, we, as in you? Oh, oh, <laughs> we are. Um, you're going to go a lot more places. You just did a whole uh, tour around Europe. Oh, uh-huh. and oh so that's everything. what you're talking about. Like, yes. kind of, okay. So location-based content is going to kind of explode in 2020, if you will. And then for us personally, we are going to revamp our Helium 10 worldwide. Plus, I think we're going to go full force with the content team and social media and really putting people together from all walks of life and where they're from and where they started and how they got there um, and where they're going. And I think that's how we're going to bridge the gap between the content and the location base. Cool. Now, now it comes to the part of our program we call, you've given us a lot of tips, but is TST 30 second tip. So it could be about Instagram. It could be about your location thing. You just said it could be about how to not faint when talking to Jason Momoa. I mean, what is (laughs) your, (laughs) <laughs> what is your 30 second tip that can help our serious sellers that we have listening to the podcast today? Okay. Tell me, do I just go? Am I on the clock right now? You, you, you could think about it for a second. Oh no, I know. We, we can, we can. Okay. I'm ready. So ready, set, go. The three E's. Remember those engage, educate, and excite your audience. This works across all social media channels. You want to educate them on your product. You want to engage with them and you want to excite them, entertain them, make them come back. That creates brand loyalty. The three E's, everybody. Whoa, that was pretty good. I mean, you're like the most prepared ever for a, for a <laughs> that we that we have had on the show. So thank you for that. Now, I'm sure people might have some more questions. So do you mind if people slide into the Helium 10 DMs to, oh, to, to ask you? So what are, for those who don't know yet, how can people find us on social media? Namely, how can they find you too? Well, first of all, if you go to our website, helium10.com, all of our social channels are listed on the bottom. Uh, Facebook, Helium 10 Software, Instagram at Helium 10 Software, hashtag Helium 10. You'll be able to find all of our content. If you want to find me, my Instagram is at Cassandra underscore Craven. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, you can find me, Cassandra Craven. I think there's only like two other Cassandra Cravens, but you'll know which one it is when you go. (laughs) You're going to want to find the person who is the most somber and very serious. (laughs) No, no, obviously not, guys. Guys, super low, key. Uh, super low key, give us shout outs. If you're wondering about what that helium 10 worldwide that she's talking about. So like anybody who has like a helium 10 shirt or anything like that, if you, if you have one, make sure to take a picture in cool places. It doesn't have to be around the world. It could be some cool place like grand Canyon in the United yeah. States and, 
and throw up two two hands, the Helium 10, and make sure to tag us and we'll give you guys a shout out if you guys give us a shout out. So Cassandra, thank you very much for making a long trek over here to the oh, podcast room. It's crazy. Yep. Well, thank goodness we have a, a hoverboard here so you don't have to go all the way back on your, on your two feet. But anyways, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And we are excited to see what you have in store for Helium 10 social media in 2020. Awesome. Me too. Thank you. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. 